What up, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of the Peanut Butter League. And this is a big week because, call it what you want, Super Bowl week, championship week, we will be crowning uh, potentially a new champion, which we'll dive into uh, a little bit here on. But a lot's happened in the last week. We dropped the emergency pod. Uh, As you all know, a member of the Peanut Butter League has left. Um, As days goes on, you know, It seems more official, set in stone, and seems like a new member will be joining the league. Uh, It also seems as if the kumbaya is over. This year has been sort of a down year. Not too many arguments compared to past years. But with Brody Killam leaving, no more dots in the leagues. It seems like it's erupted a fire within everybody. So as always, a lot to talk about this week. And joining me is my co-host, P. Mills. P. Mills, where do you want to start? Do you want to start on the football side? Do we want to start on uh, more of the extras that's been going on in the Discord? You tell me where where we want to dive in. Um, I think let's start let's start on the football side. This is you know first and foremost it is it is a a football podcast, fantasy football podcast. Got to talk about uh, what transpired last week. What uh, I guess even what transpired last night. Uh, Brees Hall fucking went off and uh, JT's looking like he's in a pretty good spot to, uh, to bring home his fourth title. Um, But, but yeah, I think, think we got to give, give the season its credit, give the, uh, give the playoffs their due. Um, Even though it's JT and Ross in the championship, got to, got to give them credit for it. And uh, we'll go from there, I guess. So we'll start with last week. Wanted to dive in a little bit on the emergency pod, but glad we waited. Um, who, which, which leads me to first, who won the uh, the Miller versus Eldridge game night? <laughs> well, there's what, really what games were played. Uh, we played like a uh, some sort of like Pictionary game, but it's like you know, like dirty Pictionary, like adult Pictionary, essentially, which which was fun. Uh, and then we played like, have you ever played the horse racing game? Um, Nothing like, like fake jerking off in front of your mother. <laughs> <laughs> what a great family game. Dude. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Dirty adult Pictionary with your parents. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There were, uh, there were some, some interesting, uh, interesting topics there. Uh, but yeah, we played like a horse racing game too, which was fun. Um, I think my mom and Mason's sister finished top two in, uh, in chips at the end of that. But uh, yeah, it was a good time. What is horse racing? I'm always like curious. A, it, we're a big, we're a big it, it, game household. Yeah. And always play games. So I'm always curious to what other, like what people's main games are. So horse racing is like a, there's like a literal like board you can get that has like horses on it. And it's basically like you deal cards to everyone to assign like what horses they're like cheering for. And then you like scratch different horses. So then people have to put money into a pot if their horse gets scratched. And then it's basically just rolling dice. And then like when the numbers pop up, like those horses are, are going forward and you just end up fucking screaming and cheering for your horse at the end. So, so we could to- literally play this game, but play with real money and it would be electric. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> that would be awesome. Um, but anyways, moving on. Always just curious to hear what games are played. Um, yeah. On the football side, we'll cover last week a little bit. Um, you know, nothing – Really too crazy happened. Uh, we had Troyers Destroyers versus Mason. Uh, my team is Laporta Potty. And we had Ross J. Shoes out of the deal going up against Dak Shots. Neither was a really good game. Um, I think the 
uh, Ross Dakota matchup was kind of, you know, we got what we expected. I don't think we are going to see Dakota do uh, anything too crazy. Really expected Big Sexy to be in the Super Bowl. And then on the other side, that was one of the the more interesting games going into the week where we we were a little hopeful. Mason's right. team had been throwing up numbers, um, and he played JT. JT absolutely no lube annihilated this man, spanked him on the ass bare. Um, he did not put up a fight. One of probably his worst scores of the whole season. Score there ended at 168 for 73. Um, so nothing too exciting in the matchups, you know, always love to see a close game, especially right. going into championship week. Um, but really kind of a disappointing week on all ends, no upsets. Yeah. Very disappointing week, to be honest. Um, it was, I mean, I was hoping for some, for some action going into Monday's game and there just wasn't any. And then even the little bit of action that could have transpired with, with Mason versus, uh, Mason versus JT. I mean, the 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 Ravens just absolutely fucked the 49ers and Brock Purdy did not look good. 2.4 points from your quarterback, not going to win many fantasy matchups throwing up those kind of numbers. Uh Debo Samuel didn't do a whole lot and on the other hand Christian McCaffrey and George Kittle both had good games. So the only people who were doing anything for the 49ers were the people that were on JT's team. Um so that just expanded the blowout even more. But really, I mean it was over when I mean, Brees Hall put up a huge number. Josh Allen put up a big number. Chris Olave put up a big number. Like, JT had guys going off all over his team. Um, he's just been an absolute wagon in the playoffs, just putting up huge numbers week after week. And it looks like he's poised to, to potentially do it again this week. Yeah. And huge numbers, I mean, the thing in fantasy is when you're throwing up huge numbers like that, you know, you're beating your projection by that much. Um, there's two ways you can look at it, and I think – you know, how long can that streak ride and a down week is due to happen? Like you're not, most of the time you're not going to have a strong week, you know, week after week after week, like you will be due for a bad week, which transitions into championship week. We got JT versus big sexy Thursday night football's already happened. JT has had uh Brees hall go. Um, big sexy hasn't had any players go Brees Hall comes out, explodes for 27 points. Um, something, you know, the JT is probably smiling about loves to see, uh, still a lot of game left, but you know, does JT continue to kind of ride the wagon and just pummel and throw up the, a massive score this week? Or do you see maybe, you know, these other players not performing and, you know, Ross having a chance. Yeah, I mean, Ross always has a chance. I mean, his team's solid. I mean, he's put up it's, – it's, we talk about JT putting up big numbers week after week. Ross's team has also been putting up big numbers throughout the playoffs. I mean, he went, I think, like 136 or something week one, and then he put up like 158 last week. So he's also put up some big numbers. He can compete if it becomes a shootout. Um, JT's got some injury. Um, you know, so Chris Olave, DK Metcalf, both questionable. Uh, Tyreek Hill questionable for Ross. That would be a killer if he sits out, but – uh, he played last week, so I think he should he should be playing again this week. Um, Tyreek Hill going up against the Ravens, not not a great sign either. I mean, the Ravens' defense has been awesome. Um, but, yeah, I mean, 
JT, I mean, it, I, before if Brees Hall, you know, the, the putting up the twenty seven and, and jumping that projection up to one fifty one definitely makes it look like JT's going to go for a big week again. But uh, you never know, right? I mean, if 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 one of those receivers is out with injury, I mean, he's got some depth, but J- Jalen Waddle is not not expected to play this week, um, so he would have to kind of make some adjustments on the fly. That could definitely hurt his team. Um, you know, you just don't know what what guys are going to do. DK Metcalf. Um, I think had a good week last week, but um, you know he's not he's not always the most consistent uh, of wide receivers. Oh, DK Metcalf wasn't even in JT's lineup last week. Uh, he uh, he started he started Jalen Waddle instead, who got who got injured. Um, but yeah, the problem with JT's team is just well, I guess it's a problem for everyone else. Is like he's just got so many options. Even if one guy lays an egg, or even if two guys lay eggs. He's like everyone on the team can go off for a big number at any given time, which which makes him so immune to those really down weeks. Um, I think if Ross is going to win, it's going to be JT putting up maybe a, by his standards an average score, which would be maybe something like 135, and then Ross going for like 150, 155, something like that, which his team's definitely capable of doing. Yeah. And one thing I think to keep an eye on um... – I mean, I don't think your quarterback is necessarily – I mean, when they throw out massive points, it definitely helps. And when they shit the bed, it, it yeah. can definitely ruin you. Um, it may be more of a personal vendetta because Josh Allen absolutely fisted me in my <laughs> asshole last year in championship week. Um, but I think one game to keep an eye on, they are playing the Patriots. The Patriots suck. It is a uh, division game, so it's mm. – you never know what's going to happen um, when you're playing an individual game against the Patriots. Of course they have, you know, Belichick does Josh Allen explode. Could you see him choking like he has in the past? Um, I just really want to see JT lose. Yeah. I mean, one thing that, that you can hang your hat on for a little bit of hope is that there is rain in the forecast. So it could end up being just one of those like slogs, um, you know, both teams kind of running the ball a bunch. Bills are the better team. So they're content with playing it safe and, and winning by like, you know, 17 to, to 10 or something like that. Um, so that you, and, and their defense has been playing a lot better so they can, they can kind of, you know, rely on that. Um, so that's the kind of game script. If you want JT to lose, that's the kind of game script that you are hoping to see is something where they're not throwing the ball over the field. They're, they're, you know, relying on the run, relying on their defense in wet conditions. And, uh, and then Josh Allen only posts, you know, like a 10 or 12 point or something like that. So JT's off to a hot start. Um, again, still a ton of, you know, game left. You never know what's going to happen. It has the 27 points. It's looking good for him. But I do feel like in fantasy, these are the weeks that come back to just absolutely slap you in the face. Um, you have a big Thursday night game. Think, you know, you're good. And then all of a sudden shit just hits the fan. So really curious to see what happens moving forward. Right now, JT has a 64% um chance to win we've seen it way higher we've seen it crumble um at higher projections so we'll see what happens but uh thinking of this championship game you know jt versus ross we have two people who are really in entirely different positions right you have jt who everyone's kind of said, oh, you're the goat of the league you have the three rings i especially in the most recent years i've kind of I definitely think he's on Rushmore, but it's starting to fade a little bit. He had the OBJ, 
you know, was able to take advantage of that really hasn't done much sense has had some good teams has had some really bad teams. And then you have Ross who has, you know, he has one ring has historically sucked, um, has the record for missing playoffs most consecutive years has had to pay a lot of money because he's missed the playoffs. What does a win for each of these two do kind of to their legacy, their Rushmore argument moving forward? Yeah. Uh, I mean, JT, it's fairly obvious. I think, I mean, it, it, it pretty much, you know, cements him for the time being atop the leaderboard, you know, in terms of managerial rankings. I mean, it would be his, it would be his fourth Super Bowl title, which would be two more than anyone else has. Um, he already has the most regular season championships with four, um, which leads, which is ahead of Mason with one. He does have the one last place, but I mean, if you followed up with the title, it definitely shows that you executed, you know, a, a good tank, um, you know, worst to first kind of, kind of flip. Um, so that, that it, it's not, it, it, it's not a great look, but it's also like, you know, it, it's understandable in, in how some people play the game and how, how it works out. Um, Ross is a more interesting scenario because Ross, if he wins, it would be his second title, which would be, um, you know, tied for second most in the league with, I mean, a bunch of people. I mean, Mason, Sam, Chip, and Kyle all have two. Um, it would be Ross's second, but for Ross, it would just be strange because it would be, it will be sandwiched between, uh, or I guess it will be a title, his second title, but then this is his first time making the playoffs since his last title. So he went title, 10th place, 10th place, 10th place, 11th place, and then now is either going to get first or second place. So it's really complete boomer bust for, for Ross in terms of, I mean, when he makes the playoffs, I guess his uh, he, he has a high success rate, but um, he doesn't make it all that often, which I think hurts him in the overall standings. I don't think he's sniffing Rushmore or anything like that, um, but, you know, it's, it's a good look for him. He's kind of the... Um, you know, get there, get there twice and, and, and win twice a little bit of like the Kyle, um, Kyle, Kyle's that way too, where he is often very bad in the regular season, does not have great regular season numbers. Doesn't have a, doesn't even have a winning record. Um, but he's got two titles and when he makes the playoffs, he, he, uh, and he's, I think Kyle's been to five Super Bowls. I saw JT put that stat yeah. in the, in the chat the other day, which means like when, when he does, when they do make the playoffs, they make runs, they have success, but as we talked about, there, there can be a lot of uh, luck and, and other factors that play into that as well. Yeah. And I think, you know, I'm, I'm very indifferent on the two sides. Like you said, if Ross wins the Super Bowl, is he in an argument for Rushmore? No, I'm still not worried about Ross. I think it's one of those years where I had a bunch of draft picks, finally was able to capitalize a little bit. I'll give him props, had a good year, but you know, when I'm thinking about good players in the league, will Ross, even though he has two rings ever come to my mind? Uh, <laughs> absolutely not. Um, yeah. I'm one, expecting- one other thing I'll throw in there too, is we're talking about the luck factor of what's going on uh, or like, you know, in the playoffs, if Vince didn't upset Sam the last week of the season, um, so last week of the regular season, Vince pulled off the upset over Sam. Sam was the number one number one team in the league. Uh, Vince beat him. If Vince doesn't win that game, then Ross is the five seed. Vince is the six seed, and JT and Ross play week one in the in the in the playoffs. And JT would have beaten him because um, JT put up a huge number week one, and Ross is out and not even not even in contention right now. So that's just one thing to show that like just one tiny thing that like no one really thought was significant like a game that was like the least talked about game the last week of the season. There was so much on the line, the Sam Vince game. We were like, Oh, this doesn't matter at all. And it literally could impacts who's playing in the championship game. 
So instead of round, instead of Super Bowl, they're playing round one. Ross is out, and we'll yeah. see who uh, gets it. Um, I will say the one thing about Ross or Big Sexy is uh, he is setting himself up well if he does do this. Again, I don't think he's even close to Rushmore. I think you know the Masons, the Sams are still well ahead of him. Some people that I would worry about, um, or like think that hey, you know, if we're having the argument, they're definitely up there. Um, but I do think he sets himself up. If he has a couple good seasons in a row, he could easily be up there as well. Um, so has some time. Think it would set it up, set himself up well. But we'll see what happens. On the other hand, we have JT, and with JT, this one's interesting because. All JT had to do is something right. He had to have the pride to do something right to, after a tank year, which is already a little frowned upon, to, you know, have a good team, make a run, um, and potentially win a Super Bowl. And quite frankly, he's in the Super Bowl and has a very good chance to win it. But with that being said, one thing that we agreed upon was... If you get last place, you know, you're in the Speedo, you're in the Cape. Vince fleeced that and said, hey, I'm wearing a Speedo. We came back, we voted on that and said, no, this is, you know, this is the way you have to do it. Brody comes out, does it. And then JT comes out and tries to do, you know, the Speedo thing again, doesn't do the beer mile right. And technically is supposed to draft his team off waivers. Then we get into, you know, our co-commissioner was too drunk in the pool. We all know we voted on it. You didn't update it in the Constitution. Whatever. We voted on it. Vince fleeced it once. We made sure to wrap it up. And then everybody wants to talk about this technicality. Um, So me personally, if JT wins, I think JT had a great year. Um, But I also think there's other factors that go into the league to make the league the league. And JT shouldn't have the team that he had this year. So I will never count this as a Super Bowl win if JT wins. He will still have three to me. Um, And when we're going over Rushmore, and I'll give him his respect of being on Rushmore. I'll give him his respect of his accolades. But in the same sense, I will never count this Super Bowl if he wins as a Super Bowl in the conversation of Rushmore because there are other factors that go into it. And people can call me petty, but why do we vote on these things if people don't do it right? So, so I think the one discrepancy, and this is where it, it became a little bit of an argument, is I think like some people, myself included, I did not remember voting on that in the league, in, in the pool that day. And I mean, obviously, it, if it had been written down, it would have been better. We, that was a mistake that will not happen going forward. But it was, I mean, it, there were there was a good chunk of the league, and I was I was part of it who who did was not sure that we had actually voted who on that. Totally intoxicated in the pool. <laughs> I mean, there were there were other factors that had at play there, <laughs> um, but but I think at the end of the day, it just it is the decision was the decision. Um, I wasn't thrilled that he did that he didn't do it. I, I wish he would have done it. I wish he had, especially when it, because we had the option of of Brody brought the American flag speedo there. So I thought it was like I, I thought it was bullshit. It to me, it wasn't worth the fight of dealing with JT bitching and moaning and trying to do this whole thing about like dividing the league, putting the team on waivers, whatever. It felt like it was just, all right, he, he did most, he did 99% of the punishment. You know, he did the punishment. He did, he ran, he ran it. 
I didn't love it. We didn't have it in the rule book. To me, it wasn't worth the fight at the time. And we just, we can move on and go from there. Now, obviously in hindsight, it's getting brought up again because he's in position to win the, win the league. And, you know, like you said, you are a, you are a petty bitch. So that's here we, here we go. <laughs> and, and the thing is, is like how, like it just creates this narrative of people not doing things right, which has been a narrative in the league since we've started the punishment. At some point, it's like, I would almost rather fucking ax the punishment than even having the argument of it. And everyone is like, oh, well, like thinks I'm complaining. But at the end of the day, like, why do we vote on it? Why do we do it if it's never done right? Props to Brody, who's quit the league. He was the one who he, and that's another part of this argument is Brody set the precedent the year before. It's not like, oh, no one's done it. Vince fleeced everybody. Mason kind of fleeced everybody props to you. You did it. Then it was like moving on. Here's the precedent. And then we take a step back. And with the rule, you know, with that being said, his team should be on waivers and that will always be an argument. Yeah. I mean, I think there is, is a gray area to whether his team should or shouldn't be on waivers. I mean, it, at the end of the day, I think if we had ruled that his team had to be on waivers, I, I think it would have been, um, I mean, it, it, things could have changed, turned turned out differently. I think he, maybe he would have worn Brody's thing, Brody's actual speedo. Um, I, I don't, I don't know. It, it's, I think a lot of things would change in hindsight, but it's, it is what it is. I've moved on. It. He still put together a great squad, and I'm 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 okay with it. I've 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 made my peace with it at this point. And I think at the end of the day, you know, it's got to be done right in the future. And we've amended the constitution, so now it will be, and and will be. It'll be stricter on there. You know, you live and you live and you learn with all of these things. It's still a we're still a new new league in terms of the constitution. Not a new league overall, but in terms of the constitution and rules and things like that being updated every year. It is still new, so we're still kind of adjusting trying to figure all that out on the fly yeah i mean which which that's fine you know we'll move on you're okay with it but it just brings me back to uh jt running the league and he tells you guys what to do he does whatever he wants to do and is never held accountable it's jt he hangs out in the background so everybody thinks it's fine if it was myself it would be a different story on to the next thing on this topic, I have a text message this morning at 6.46 a.m. from an anonymous source in the league. I speak up, so everyone comes at me, but this text says, dude, JT does some sketchy moves and nobody questions him. Motherfucker made a trade past the trade deadline this year, then got pressed in a chip and chip to approve it. What the fuck? So, so it's we, not, hold on, it's, okay. I will leave it at this. This is JT's league. The man is never held accountable for anything. And here we are. So, um, hold on, hold on, hold on. Because we we did discuss the trade deadline situation in the moment. And we said, so the trade was made, the trade was agreed upon and made in Yahoo before the trade deadline. Because one of the players had played, it couldn't obviously go through until after the trade deadline. Chip and I did nothing other than just click approve like we do on every single trade ever, the Yahoo system, even with the trade deadline in place, allowed the trade. We did not manually update anything. So there was a Yahoo system allowed the trade because it had been agreed upon and accepted before the trade deadline passed, even though a player had played on Thursday night. Because the system allows it, I'm I'm okay allowing it. I wouldn't say that's JT running the league. I think that's just, that's it's allowed within the the, the parameters, the framework of, the you know the software that we use 
Um, I re- I go back to my point. I do think this is JT's league. Um, I think Chip really needs to get a hold of things. He's the commissioner. Um, he he wants to keep it open. He wants to keep it to a vote. But um, at the end of the day, lets people walk all over him. Um, but moving on. So, <laughs> so so we have JT. We have Ross. Um, sort of talked about what it will do to their legacy. I think JT's a snake in the grass. Um, but with that being said, you know, what's your pick? You've made picks every week. Do you think Big Sexy comes back for the W or do you think JT, you know, gets the hot start, stays hot and moves on? Um, so I'd love to see it, right? I'd love to see like a competitive game. There are no Monday night games. I don't know if there's any Monday night games at all this week. Um, but I, I would love to see a game that, you know, is is competitive into Sunday. It looks like all of their players play like on are done by Sunday one o'clock games. I guess JT has DK Metcalf Sunday four oh five. Um, but I'd love to see a game that's coming coming down to the wire during the witching hour, you know, things going back and forth all over the place. Um, I don't know that that's how it's gonna turn out. I think JT's team has been so strong. Um the one thing that, that Ross has, this Matt Stafford to Puka Nakua stack, um, Jameer Gibbs has been has been hot lately. Um, Rashad White has been good. If Tyreek Hill goes off, something can happen. I'm hoping for a shootout. I'm gonna actually we'll say that. I'm projecting a shootout. I think JT pulls it out in the end by I'm gonna say seven points. I don't know what the final is. I'm gonna say JT wins by seven. By seven. I agree. I think JT stays hot. Um and the sad thing is, is I, I, it really isn't going to affect either way. Whoever wins like the Rushmore conversation, I think everything kind of stays the same, whether you want to give JT the uh, Super Bowl or not. Let's say I'm not being petty and say, Hey, hats off. You want another Super Bowl. I mean, he's still up there. Um, and big sexy still has a lot to prove, but yeah. it's a little closer to conversation. Yeah. I think Ross would definitely climb um, because he would be going from, um, right now he's in 11th in the aggregate standings, even behind Brody. Um, that that has not been updated, obviously, for everything that's happened this year in terms of uh, power rankings, regular season standings, and then final standings haven't been decided yet. Um, but I imagine when that gets updated, he'll climb. Um, that'll help his average out pretty significantly. So he'll definitely jump Brody at least in the 10th, maybe you know compete with with Dakota up in the nine spot in terms of that kind of aggregate ranking that I put together every year. Um, so it would definitely help out Ross get him out of the bottom dwellers with, with Brody and Vince. And then, uh, you know, obviously still a lot of work to do going forward. Yeah. So with two rings, I think you can arguably say, uh, you know, you're not going to be the woke. You're definitely not good. Yeah. I think luck slides your way a couple of times, just with the history of being bad year after right. year, not even competing. Right. I think that's more of a couple luck Super Bowls, or, you know, in this case, this year had a bunch of picks set himself up. It's taken a long time. Uh, so who is the new active woke? Uh, I think Brody uh, Killam was always the woe of the league. Maybe that, you know, took a toll on him, stressed him out a little bit, couldn't handle it. Um, but now, you know, I think he'll still go down as the woe of all time of the peanut butter league right now. But when you think of active woe, you have, you know, Vince versus Ross. Ross does have a ring. Does that break, you know, that argument? Or who is, you know, the new woe moving forward? Yeah, I think... Four last places is still four last place. 
and that's Vince. I mean, that's you can't you can't escape four last places. Now, granted, two of them are in uh, like 2009, 2010. So, like back when we were in high school, like we said, the league wasn't quite as serious back then. I know Vince definitely wasn't as serious back then. Didn't he draft um, all Saints players? Yeah, I think he, like, he, it was like 2009 or maybe one of those years he drafted entirely Saints, an entire Saints <laughs> roster. Um, Which who knew at the time? That would come to haunt you in so many arguments. Right, right. Like, years later, we're like, oh, Vince has four last places. What a fucking loser. <laughs> like, how old was Vince at the time? Fucking 13, dude? Like, who would have thought that, like, it would just eat at your soul later on in the, like, in the future? So, yeah, I think, I think active, active worst with Brody gone is, I mean, Vince has one regular season title. That happened in, 2008 first year of the league that it, that it existed so i mean z- z- one one regular season title way back in the day and four last place finishes is i mean that's going to put you at the bottom of the league i think now ross you know ross has no last place finishes but a lot of missed playoffs um and not a lot of good records recently but the the two titles or the one title with the potential of the second title keeps him out of the the the, the woke conversation in a league where it's, you know, for the most part, very hard to miss the playoffs. Yeah. Like, we, I mean, like when we put that rule in, and, and first of all, it was Ross's rule. <laughs> when, we, when we put that rule in like five years ago, people were saying like, oh, like what if someone misses a bunch of years in a row and they're like, you know, going bankrupt over this shit. And I was like, look, no, no one in league. Yeah. I was like, look, no one in league history has ever missed the playoffs more than three years in a row. And that even three years in a row had only happened twice ever. And I was like, so it's just not, it's unlikely that that's ever going to happen. And then Ross turns around and immediately misses the playoffs four years in a row, which is just insane. And then we have to vote on a new rule where it's like, fuck, instead of paying the fine, just run the beer mile, which I, which is fun because it's like, dude, even if I got missed, actually, now that I'm thinking about it, so I could technically not pay my playoff fine and just run a beer mile. Uh, so I think the beer mile, the way it's written and the way it was proposed is the beer mile freezes your fine in place. So you would still have the $20 fine. It just wow. couldn't increase. It wouldn't increase every time you run the beer mile. I was about to piss somebody off. <laughs> I mean, I think people would gladly get rid of the 20 Like Sam would gladly not take your $20 for you to run the beer mile, I think. Actually, yeah. Sam's a cheap bastard, so maybe he'd probably have the $20. No, but, Sam, uh, but Sam would definitely want the 20 bucks. And then the thing is, is I could break JT's beer mile record without getting last place. So then I could claim fucking champion two <laughs> beer mile without paying somebody money and just piss everyone off even more. Um, so that's tragic that it does, uh, that it freezes it and you yeah. still have to pay. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so there's the football side of it. Now moving on, this has been a very active week, right? I had mentioned earlier, it's been pretty, you know, kumbaya all year. I've been quiet. My team sucked. I'm generally the one who stirs shit up. We've had some arguments here and there. Um, but it's been, I mean, how many days has it been since Killam left? Uh, two days. Oh, it's only been two days. Yeah, it happened on uh, Tuesday night, I think. So with that being said, shit is popping off in the group chat because it feels like a lot of topics. It feels like a a month. (laughs) Yeah, it feels like he quit a month ago. Um, But, you know, going back to Cullen, when we did the emergency pod, I think we were both very shocked. I think it was like everybody was shocked. It was like, Mm -hmm. hey, can we bring him back on board? 
Um, we've had a couple days, you know, he's on Twitter uh, saying, I'm never going to join fantasy again. Fuck my friend's death. Uh, how are we feeling with a couple days that have passed just about, about the scenario? Yeah. Um, it, <laughs> yeah. So I think when we recorded the, the pod, Vince had not gone on his rant yet either. So it was like, it, we, it was brand new. I mean, we were reading, we were reading discord messages, you know, real time on the, on the pod. Um, and then a couple more people got their two cents in Vince is ready to burn Killam's house to the fucking ground. <laughs> Just leave him, leave him destitute. Absolutely. No holds barred. Vince is ready to fucking get after him. Yeah. Um, yeah I think Vince skipped the Vince skipped the shock that we were all in and was immediately like, fuck this. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, fuck this dude. And, and honestly, so I was, I was very in shock. I was pretty diplomatic, you know, on the last pod. I, after going back and reading the texts, I do think it was like not handled tactfully by, by Brody at all. If someone wants to leave the league, like that's fine. I think it could have been handled in a better way, in a different way that just didn't like catch everyone off guard and like kind of like insult everything that the league is. <laughs> but then I, I don't really, I think it was just maybe a matter of like communication. Like, I, I don't know. I don't know what was going on exactly um, when, when he sent the messages, but like, I think, cause it sounds like from him talking to chip, I, I, I know he's talked to JT as well, where he said like, Oh, I'll still come to draft parties. I can still do this. Like still want to hang out with you guys, which just am not going to do the fantasy football part. And it's like, well, first of all, that wasn't communicated like at all, that that's what yeah. you want to do in the, in the, in the message. And second of all, it's like, that is like the the fan the football part is such a is like kind of a side part to the league like you can not do that much in the football part set your lineup and like just make sure your team isn't isn't dog ass and like you'll be fine no one's gonna like no one's gonna get come after you for if you're like if you're not just like not starting guys or stuff like that like it seems like it, I think everyone some people took it differently right but I think that it came across as like this league is annoying. Like it takes up too much of my time. Like, fuck you guys. When I think that's maybe not how he meant it to come across, but like, yeah. it just was not communicated well at all. So I think that is what got some people pretty upset with, with, with how things transpired. Yeah. And I think part of it is, I mean, whether, you know, a big part of this league, we have all the rules, we have all the things, but a big part of this league is keeping the boys in touch. Right. I think like, you know, we all have our own lives going on, especially as we get married, have kids. And this is one thing that keeps everybody in touch. It, it keeps us connected. Um, and I think a lot, maybe some people felt as maybe like a little slap in the face right, to that. Right. I, you know, I sent a message out and he was like, well, I, you know, don't talk. And I was silent in the discord and no one reached out to me. It's like, dude, I talked to all you guys just in the discord. So I right. do think that was kind of part of, you know, Right. And I think that was, I think that was like, not, I think that's what people, I think Brody took it as like, I'm stepping away from the football aspect and everyone else was like, you're stepping away from the group because yeah. like, that's what this group, this group is not really football. I mean, it is football, but it's more just like staying in touch and like keeping everyone like around and like having conversations. Yeah, definitely will be missed. I think uh, he is done, done. I think for, you know, maybe it was maybe if, I don't even know if it was 24 hours, but then he came out with his tweets and it was like, okay, he's not coming back. I know multiple people reached out to him. I didn't even know he, you know, chatted with JT. I know he talked to Chip, but it definitely does seem like there is uh, a new member of the peanut butter league underway. With that being said, I think another topic that's come up in 
the conversation. You know, you and I are chatting right now about how this keeps people in touch. It's more of, you know, to keep the boys together. Now we do have a member in the league, Drew, who is very much actively saying, fuck everybody to death. I'm not going to quit. You can kick me out. And he's kind of like, it's like one of those things that's annoying because it's like, everything that he says is like, Oh, I hate this league, but I'm not going to leave this league. You're going to have to kick me out. It's like this weird dynamic that's been going on. And I think again, people's are kind of like, what the fuck? Like this is fun. We're all friends. And then you have this outlier who's like, you know, fuck you guys to death. <laughs> yeah. I, I I've been, and apparently he doesn't listen to the pod so we can say whatever we want about him. But that's, <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I, I've been a little bit like disappointed in with Drew and like more his his attitude about everything. Like I, I, if you're not if you don't if you can't come if like if stuff comes up and you can't make it to draft parties or whatever, like that's fine. But like the attitude of just being like the league's annoying, like fuck these draft parties, like and it, and it's it's comes across as almost like. I don't know. If, I don't know if condescension is the right word, but like he's like better than like hanging out with everyone. It's like, look, that's the whole point of these these parties is like to hang out and like see everybody and do all this stuff. And he's like, well, I've like got better uses of my PTO. And it's like, I think that is a little offensive to some people. And like some people have definitely made that known in the Discord. Chip being one of them, um, and it, it does suck. Like it's like not a fun thing to have said to you, where it's like I'd rather do other shit than see you. <laughs> like that, it's not a it's not a great uh, it's it's not a fun feeling to to have. Um, but yeah, I don't really know what, what Drew's issue is, uh, in terms of the, the, the draft, like, I don't know what we have to do to get him there. Like, I don't know if he's only coming to the parties, if it's like at the Kime house or if it's in Indy or if, if he would drive somewhere else, I, I legitimately don't know, but it's, it's been a very, very weird dynamic and I don't really know how to address it other than I, I think maybe I'm hoping there's like a miscommunication in tone, like over text message. Like maybe it's something different that would be discussed in person. I, I have no idea. I don't think it's uh tone at all. I think it's definitely him saying, fuck you guys. Um, which obviously, I mean, I even put it in the, the group me yesterday. I said, Hey, you know, if you really hate everything that bad, like, I don't think every, I don't think anybody's going to be that disappointed if you leave. Like, and I think like it's come down to the thing of like begging of like everybody to be like, no, please come to the draft. Please like, dude, if you right, don't right. like it, like I, it's not going to hurt my fucking feelings. If you leave, like if you want voted out, bro, I'll give you my vote. Like, obviously want you to be here. We've had the league forever. But at this point, it's like, if everything is that negative towards the draft, when everybody else is having a good time, fucking peace, dude. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's really, it's very strange. And like the, I won't leave, but like, you'll have to vote me out. And it's like, I don't, I mean, I can't tell if like he wants to be in the league or not. Like that's what I don't, I still don't know. Yeah. And I, yeah, it's almost like this weird thing where it's like, if he does get voted out, then it's like, oh, well you voted me out. And it's like, well, no, you had a miserable time. And and like, I would rather, and then, like you said, it's one thing if you actually can't make it, but to actively just out loud be like, fuck everyone, I'd rather have somebody who, like, wants to be there and wants to. Right. We right. have an awesome league. So yeah. very, uh, very curious to see the dynamic of that moving forward. And another thing, which we'll talk, I want to dive into a lot of these conversations, but it's like, if you're that disconnected, do, why even, when we vote on things, why even have you vote? Like, whether we vote on 
No, you know what I mean? Like, what is the point of having that vote? <laughs> it's like, yeah, I don't know. And like, so the thing is, like, if he's not wherever the draft is this next year, and we can we can talk about that too, because that was obviously a point of contention last night in the Discord. Um, but like if you're not gonna come to the draft, especially this year, like he's got um like the, the beer mile is obviously like it's his his responsibility we 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 obviously we don't have a rule about that the beer mile has to be in person which i think is a good rule because or is, which I is good because like obviously if you can't make it you can't make it like we we understand that i agree um but like it's unfortunate that it had to come down to not oh i can't make it i'm not going to make it <laughs> like right, I'm right, not, right. but like it's like oh i can't make it like something's come up or like it's just too hard to Paul, it's like, no, no matter what it is, fuck you, I'm not doing it. <laughs> like, right, and it's, it's right. unfortunate that that is the first time it's had to be in a virtual sense. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. Um, <laughs> I don't know what the, the process forward is exactly. And even like, he, he was even being like a, like a bit of an asshole when we were talking about like, oh, you know, we might need to have two Zoom calls or we're talking about the Zoom call to like, you know, induct a new member or, um, you know, decide when, when, when and where the next draft party is. And he was like, "Oh, good luck getting everyone on on two meetings." Like that sounds like dumb as fuck. And we're like, "What? Like what are what are we doing here? Like why you don't have to shoot everything down before we can even like try to make it happen?" No. So here the group chat's popping off. I, uh, which leads well, me popping to, off again. Yeah, Sam's trying to argue, and I want your opinion because you're a, a mediator here. Um, did Sam? say that Chicago is not local, which he literally just said again. And he's saying that I'm making up arguments for argument's sake, where all I'm saying is if it's a local draft at home, why does it have to be an Indy? Like what's the difference of you driving three hours to Indy or Sam and those guys driving three hours to Chicago? Like it's like they're, he's coming up with this narrative. That's like, I'm staying in Indy. And if it's not an Indy, it's not local where it's like, how does that make any sense for anybody? (laughs) You know yeah, what? so I think uh, again, it's like people need to a little bit just like chill in the group chat for for like taking like ten deep breaths because it's just absolutely popping off and it's impossible to even keep track of. And I think because there's so many messages, people are missing like the meaning of what people are saying. Um, so Sam, I, I had, again, he he did in his original message, he said Chicago sounds like fun, but it should not count as an indie draft. You obviously took that as being he's against Chicago. He's saying he's for Chicago. No, but I'm, kind of I'm, draft. But no, no, I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. But in the and then in the uh, um, it, you have now clarified saying like he's Sam is saying he's against it, Chicago counting as local, and that is like an argument that that can be had. I to me, obviously, Chicago is local to me, and it's it's you know closer. It's local to Dakota for the time being, and it's closer to Vince than even India is. And I mean, I mean, I think I think. JT is pretty close as well. There's a, for a good portion of the league, Chicago is local. Um, yeah, I I think there's a lot. People are really dug into this, like every other year, kind of agreement that we made. I don't know when, five years ago or something like that. And it was kind of like, okay, we'll we'll try to do this every other year to make it easier. So so we have like, because the league kind of home base is a little bit Indianapolis. Um, I, I, the, the point of it was not for people to be super difficult about ever leaving Indianapolis. And like, if, it, if, if we have a year where like, like this year where it's a little bit, you know, potentially weird to use the Kimes house, or if we're not invited to the Kimes house or whoever that works out, like, I think it would be a completely reasonable alternative to do Chicago and say that is like a Midwest kind of local draft, because 
I mean, the alternative is staying in a bunch of people's houses in Indianapolis, um, as opposed to, you know, staying in like a, a an Airbnb or, or somewhere somewhere you know hotel or something in Chicago. Bro, so, until, until yeah, the point, even when it was at the Kime compound, I don't think anybody's arguing that the Kime like we wouldn't want to have it at the Kime compound. And everyone's saying like, oh, if we're invited, if we're invited. I'm just saying it's a little weird that Brody quit the way he did, whether Peyton's in the league or not, to go to the Kimes, drink the most expensive booze ever, fucking hang out, have free beer all weekend. It seems moochy to me. I think it would make more sense as Peyton's a little more like, you know, as a few years go by, let's go back to the Kime compound. But I'm saying like right when Brody quits, just to be like, hey, we're still having it at the house. Like that is moochy to me. It's really fucking weird. And it's like weird to me that no one else, I mean, Chip, there are people who feel no, that I, way. Yeah. No, I definitely understand your point of view. I, I think that that's like, I obviously I'm not as close to Jeff as I think some of the other guys are. So maybe they have a better read on if it, how it feels. Uh, but no, I totally understand what you're saying. And I, I kind of feel the same way. Like it is a little bit awkward. Um, you know, it feels awkward right now. Obviously everything's still fresh. It's two days old. Like we, who knows what things, how things are going to be even in like a week or a month. Um, but like, yeah, I think it is a little bit weird to be like, and, and then it does feel like, you know, I, I, first of all, I don't want, depending on whatever we make in the, the decision of who's coming in, I don't want like the, that house to be like, have any impact on who gets in, whether it's Nick or Peyton or somebody else. Yeah, exactly. And I think that, that should not be in consideration. Exactly. And we're um, talking like it is. It's like, oh, right. well, and then it's like, well, if Peyton joins the league, then it's at the kind of, it's like, dude, this is fucking weird. How about right. we do a local draft? in Chicago because it's no different than you driving to Indy and everybody driving to Indy than them driving to Chicago. And Sam's biggest argument, which he just said in the group chat, again, five people live in Indy. One, that's not even half the league. And two, the last time we had the draft in Indy, Drew and Kyle both left early. So it's like, (laughs) so it's like actually the people who are like going to hang out at the fucking draft like we're taking into consideration things that like people like didn't even hang out. So it's all the people like you're basically saying, Hey, you have to come here and hang out. And everyone who's here is going to leave early when it's like, people are traveling from all over. Like I think Chicago should be local because if we were to do it in Chicago, then it's like, Oh, next year's an indie. And like, just to say it has to be indie. I've sent into the group chat right now. I'm not going to indie. Fuck you. I won't. <laughs> like, <laughs> at the and at the end of the day, if Sam wants to die on this hill, I guarantee you, if I talk to Chip and say, Chip, I'm coming to San Diego for the draft. I'm not going to Indy. I guarantee you Dakota will be there. I guarantee you that you would end up going. Uh, I would put my money on that Mason would probably go. And so to say that you couldn't rally people to have a fun trip and say, fuck Indy to death because you're being unreasonable, I think is in a, is absurd. Well, yeah. I mean, I think at the end of the day, the point of the league is to get the boys together. And that's what like, I, I, or the point of the draft party is to get the boys together. And I think I definitely don't want to see like two separate draft parties. I don't want to see like half the league going somewhere, half the league not going anywhere. Um, but what I also don't want is to like, is for like a group of the league to like hold everyone else hostage saying we're not going anywhere, but like our own hometown. <laughs> yeah, like and I to- feel like I'm being very reasonable to say I indeed should be local and uh, Sam is dying on this hill then it has to be in his fucking area code. It's insane. Right. And I think like, I, I get like, th- there is a monetary aspect, right? Like, and I, like the thing is like you and Chip and, you know, for a long time, Brody were flying somewhere every single year. And I mean, I, I, if it, when it's in India, I can drive, but everywhere else, like, you know, obviously people are flying, but like, I think people do need to consider the fact that like you guys are flying every year regardless. 
And like to make this argument about like, oh, we don't want to pay for flights. We don't want to do this. It's like, well, it's a little bit like not insensitive, but it's like you're kind of not realizing that other people are already doing that. And like the Chicago thing makes that argument moot because like you would again just be driving like you would not be you would not be flying. The mix in the argument is like, I think everybody's thinking that it's like, oh, no, this year is going to be a travel year and you have to fly to Boston or Atlanta, like all this crazy shit. And it's like, no, dude, like we can go to Chicago and like instead of having you know, four or five people drive to Indy. We'll have four or five people drive to Chicago. Like It's like, it's like the, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think, uh, I mean, and if obviously if uh, Peyton, Peyton is the one that we end up inducting into league, he also lives in Chicago. So it would be local to him as well. So there, uh, and this, the one thing I will, I do want to say though, is I looked up, so I kind of, I, I shouldn't say I only want to have the draft in Chicago if the Cubs are in town because, but I think that would make it a lot better. Um, and the Cubs are only in town like two weekends in, in August. So we, that we would, I would like to try to line that up if we decide that like, that's kind of what we want to do. Um, but that's just, that's a side note, not really important to the conversation. I think all of this will be handled and will be settled. You know, when we have that zoom call, when we have that, that, um, you know, that meeting, because I think it'll allow one, it'll allow people to speak their minds who, who normally don't in the discord, um, because you know, it's just, there's a lot of like chaos in the discord and I get why people don't always want to chime in. Um, but whereas they might say something in, in, on like a group phone call. So I think like, we'll get more perspectives on the discord. And I think it'll allow like a little bit more of a normal conversation to be had on like on an in-person kind of zoom call or discord call or whatever we want to do, as opposed to like people like, you know, going back and forth in the discord, missing messages, sending stuff hours later, things like that. I think a lot is getting lost in translation. And at the end of the day, like we do need a little bit of like a come to Jesus kumbaya moment after the kind of seismic event that was the Brody Killam departure that has absolutely rocked the league to its core. And like, I think everyone's kind of hanging on for dear life right now. And going back to missing messages. I mean, even Vince came at me last night and is like, Oh, have a Midwest wheel. That's local. I don't give a fuck. And I'm like, dude, that's literally what I'm saying. And then he's like, who's against Chicago. And I literally have a screenshot of Sam saying Chicago's not local. And then coming back and saying, Oh, I'm not like, no, I didn't say that. And it's like, what are we talking about? Right. I think that like, if you get everyone like actually in person or, you know, live on a call, then I think it, it can help alleviate some of these issues pretty quickly. And, we're and just I think that's what my message to the league is just calm down a little bit. Like we're going to sort all this out. We don't have to sort it all out today. Like it's going to be okay. We'll figure it out in the next couple of weeks. Um, yeah. So tensions are high. I'm, I'm about to tell Sam to just fuck himself to death. And I'm about to out <laughs> 6,000. Um, I got banned from the discord. I was going to be on a hiatus. I was on my strike and then enlightenment hit me ASAP when I just couldn't take Sam lying in the group chat straight to everyone saying that he wasn't against it when clearly is. And then in his first point still clearly is, um, which is absurd to me. So at this point we'll just bank on being moochers begging uncle Jeff to uh, invite us back into the house. Um, when his son just told us all to die. <laughs> I wonder. So what's what's interesting is like obviously Vince and Dakota have like a like they they talk to Jeff pretty regularly, um, like and they said that he had no idea that Brody was like planning on leaving. I don't think anyone had any idea because I mean he was talking to to Vince about like some of the gambling stuff and like things like that. Like it's it was really came out of nowhere. Like I wonder what like Jeff's thoughts are on the whole thing of like Brody leaving and like how like what how how it all works because like he, they definitely did love like having us there. Like I think that like 
but I, I agree with your point where I think it's just a little bit weird to like, to be like, Hey, like, can we still come? Like, what's right. Going? Exactly. Or like, and that's my point is even if Peyton does join having the very first year that he joins at the fucking compound, I don't think anybody's ever going to argue that it's not an amazing time that, Oh, right. you wouldn't want it to be here. I think they did love it, but yeah, it is very moochy when we go there, drink all their booze, eat their food, hang out when their son literally quit and I'm just like, oh, well, we'll bring it regardless of whether paint. And I think like, that's my point is like, I don't think it's like, oh no, that's the only reason paint would come into the league. But like, I think the first year, let's fucking give it a couple years right. you know, right. and then go back. So. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's been, I think, I, I do think like the quitting has really just like freaked everyone out a little bit and it's just led to chaos, like complete chaos over the last 48 hours in the, in the group chat. Yeah. And also, and this is, I'm going to last point because you, you had mentioned the strong arm of being, you know, there's a lot of strong arms going on. Like me and there could be a group that just as easily says, fuck it. I'm not going to go to Indy and spend that money to go Indy. If you can't compromise and go to Chicago. And there's a group that can say, Hey, we're having this like Sam is doing right now. We're having this in India and it's nowhere but India. And if it's not India, it's not local. And I think both ways will turn into ruining uh, the draft. Yeah. I mean, we don't, yeah. And that's the point is like, we, I think we like just, we don't want to lose sight of like what this actually is supposed to be. It's not supposed to be like a, like a war. This is not like a politics where like the goal is to win. Like the goal is to like get everyone like together and just like wherever that is. I mean, the thing is, again, I don't want to speak for everyone. I don't know what everyone's financial situations are. I don't know what everyone's PTO situations are, but like, I think the majority, and it, like if that, if financial, if like financially it's it re- truly an issue to like fly somewhere or like if something like that, it like comes up, like obviously we want to help address that, but I don't get the sense that that's actually the case. Like, it just sounds like it, it is a little bit like arguments for argument's sake and like a principle for principle's sake. And it's like, look, if I have to spend an extra like 150 bucks to like go see the boys, like I'm going to do it. And like at the end of the day, that's like, that's what it comes down to. And I think like, I want everyone to be like, be open-minded, like make concessions to people. Like, because the point is like, we're supposed to enjoy being together and kind of like make sacrifices to go see each other. And, and it's not even making sacrifices. Like going to a cool place is not making sacrifices, but um, like I, the goal is for everyone to hang out. And like, I think we're maybe losing sight of that a little bit. Yeah. And I mean, I mean, I'm really, everyone is infuriating me. Like I would literally, I could beat Sam up right now and not feel bad. And he's one of my best friends from the bottom of my heart. I could actually beat Sam's ass right now and it wouldn't even bother me. Um, but anyways, I won't even go to the draft Midwest draft. I'm out. I'm announcing it right now. Audi, I'll show up every other year. Um, and that's where we're at. I don't think that's how you want to leave it. Cause at the end of the day, <laughs> at the end of the, we are, we are eight months away from any potential draft situation. I think everyone will feel differently in eight months than they feel right now. Bro. I'm just so confused of everybody saying he's not against Chicago right now when it was clearly like, I think my point may be getting missed or maybe I'm missing everything entirely, but I really feel like I'm not. Well, and again, and I think that, I think there are miscommunications going on. And I think like, that's why everyone needs like, wait for the zoom call. Like we will discuss everything on the call. We'll figure it all out. Like we're not going to solve it in the discord. And like, like right now, I think you're making different points than people think you're making in the discord. Like you're, when you're talking to me, you're making different points. than I think people think you're making right now in the chat. So I think that is like leading to some of the, 
some of the confusion and arguments and stuff like that. Absolutely absurd. But with that being said, um, championship week, we'll see who comes out on top. Tensions are back. They're high. It's me against everybody again. Uh, I wish you all the worst of luck and you will never, ever, ever see me book a flight to the Midwest for a fantasy football draft ever again. With that being said, um, have a great week and tune in next time. And I'm sure we'll have updates on everything. Um, Peace. See ya.